1: And Peter of the Irish Gardener.com, joining us on what is still a very foggy day uh, here and a very, very frosty one. Are you warm enough, Peter?
0: I'm trying to stay warm enough, Trish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it's... trying to stay warm enough, but we won't give out about the cold after the unseasonably mild and wet weather we've had.
1: That is true, because that's what number, a lot of people are saying, like there's buds in the garden and there's buds on plants and there's, you know, daffodils shooting up, um, but there's nothing you can do now about the frost
0: and the, the frost will, will, will slow things in their tracks again thankfully and, and put them back to a hopefully uh, a more even kilter
1: OK now a Christmas cactus uh, question Lucy has a beautiful Christmas cactus it has already flowers this year but the new buds that are coming are starting to drop off before they, the flowers open up why is that happening it has had it's a full bloom but she normally gets a second flush
0: I'd say it's one of two reasons either either she's she's made the soil a bit too wet too damp Um, or else if it's near a draft so if it's near an opening window or a door uh, and particularly at this time of the year even even a window that doesn't open if it's not double glazed you know there's a huge drop in temperature at night time even before tonight or before today uh, th- there's been quite the drop in temperature at night between night and day at this time of the year so if it's next to a window that's particularly one that's opening or a door any kind of drafty situation or if the soil is too wet they would be the most common reasons that would lead to that Christmas cactus dropping the water I suspect my gut is kind of telling me when she saw it flowering she probably gave it a drop of water and I wonder was she just a bit too kind to it and maybe that's why it's dropping its buds
1: Okay Hi uh, Peter I'm making raised beds in a new poly tunnel. Uh, Could you ask, Peter, what fertiliser should I use with new topsoil? That's from Pat in Kilmallock.
0: Well, I suppose it depends what Pat intends to to grow in the raised beds, to to answer that specifically. Uh, I'm presuming they're edibles, right? I'm presuming, um, you know, maybe things like potatoes, maybe salad crops. I don't know exactly what he's growing, but uh, if you're putting in fresh topsoil, I would use something like the the Nature Safe, the Nature Safe granular. It's it's, a uh, seaweed, it's a completely plant based feed, completely organic, but it's very, very good. It's an Irish made one uh, and they do a granular form, which I would add to the topsoil before planting, and I would find that probably the best one to use.
1: Okay, hi, uh, Peter. How do I stop magpies and crows from digging up my tulips and daffodils from beside my wall? Thanking you.
0: I wish I knew. <laughs> I wish I knew That's, that, that there are tricks for keeping magpies and crows away. Like, um, and you've seen them in gardens all over Ireland, like CDs hanging from string and and uh, plastic, empty plastic bottles filled with water. Anything shiny and, and that kind of distract them, they tend not to like. I'm not altogether sure how effective they are, those remedies. And also, I just, I'd rather cope with the, the magpies and, and, and crows as opposed to the, the CDs hanging around my garden because I don't like the look of them. Um, but the only thing I could suggest to you is make sure you bury the bulbs deep enough. Don't just put them just under the ground with the tips pointing up. Do bury them three or four inches on the ground and that should help but I'm afraid I don't have a magic wand for this one.
1: Okay Mary in in question for Peter please Is it okay to plant daffodil and tulip bulbs over the next few days? And I'm assuming she's thinking because of the weather and number two, does industrial salt kill weeds?
0: Uh, so in answer to the first part of the question, first, the daffodils and tulips, absolutely. In fact, I, I tend not to plant tulips until there's been a frost. So until the temperatures drop, it was minus one on the car thermometer this morning. So the, there's um, there's a particular mite, and I can't remember the name of it just now, but there's a particular mite that eats the tulip bulbs and it can't exist it can't live below I think it's plus 2 degrees so that's why I, I like to wait until it's got quite cold before I plant the tulip bulbs same with the, the daffodil bulbs could go in earlier but no you're absolutely not too late to, to plant either provided they're not soft you're absolutely fine Yeah and I, um, I,
1: I saw some on sale the other day I was thinking Whoa, what the, But you can actually still buy bulbs
0: you you can, you can, yeah. and you can like you can plant them really right into January, depending on not all of them, but the you know your tulips, alliums, daffodils, provided they're not soft, you can plant them right into January. Um, so so don't be worried, you're not running out of time. They they appear in the shops in the autumn, Trish, earlier and earlier each year. Like in some of the the supermarkets and gardens, that you see them as early as August. And, That's just suiting the supermarket. It's not actually working with horticulture, do you know what I mean? Mm. It's still autumn, winter that you plant them. That hasn't changed. Uh, And then dealing with the second part of the question as regards the industrial salt. Yes, it will kill weeds. It works on the principle of ex-osmosis, if you like, where it it dries them out. Uh, But it it can be quite damaging environmentally too, particularly where the the, the solution of salt and water is going to run off to. So, if, if you're putting it on a hard surface, if you're putting it on tarmac, be aware first; it can be quite corrosive to tarmac. So, if you just use it once or erratically, you should be safe enough. Um, but where is it going to run off to? Is it going to run into a, a waterway or a stream or anything like that? In that case, I wouldn't, would certainly wouldn't use it. Um, but the, in answer to the question, it will kill weeds, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, in fact, you're, if you're de-icing your driveway at the moment with salt, and if yeah. there's weeds on it, you'll it have the double—you'll have the double-pronged effect of, of doing both.
1: Because you've got to be careful as well. Grass—I've often seen grass. You know what the side of the path if there's been salt it'll kill the grass
0: It will kill anything and the solution of water with salt it'll pretty much kill anything that it comes in contact with so yeah
1: Hi Peter I've got wild roses that are going on my entrance I'm wondering when can I cut them back also when do I cut a purple verbena back Thanking you so much and happy Christmas Thank you
0: and happy Christmas to you. Um, the wild roses you could cut back now, really any time between now and the start of the new growth in the spring. So depending, it could be early March, it could be late March, but I would always t- try and have my roses cut back by the end of February so that uh, they're ready to go then. Um, the verbena, uh, the tall verbena, it's one called Bonariensis, and it's a really beautiful flower. But uh, the reason I'm hesitating is because with these cold temperatures what it's a herbaceous, so really what's above the ground is kind of dead, and the life goes under the ground, but they they do tend to be short lived so if we got a harsh winter or a particularly wet winter, they may not come back every year, though so they are perennials technically native to south Africa um but what te- does tend to happen don't don't lose heart if you lose them because they tend to set seed quite freely so if you plant one and if it doesn't come back, the chances are it will have left a seedling somewhere, so you will always have the plant um. I would probably I'm sorry I'm, I'm kind of procrastinating on this one it's just because of the cold weather I'd be slow to cut them back now I think I'd probably wait until the end of the winter and early spring before I cut it back
1: And somebody has suggested for the lady with the magpies and the crows to buy a scarecrow or make a scarecrow that it does work if you go, I should. I,
0: yeah, do yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I should have suggested that. The only thing is that they tend to work only temporarily. You know, for the first few days. But but it's certainly a great idea. Yeah.
1: What they they get cute and realize that
0: it's. I think so. You see they? them sitting in the arms of the scarecrow. Maybe <laughs> maybe an outdoor Santa scarecrow. Would yeah, work at yeah, the moment. It
1: yeah, indeed. Uh, Jim in Clonacilty, uh wants to plant trees or shrubs on the perimeter of a fort. Any particular shrubs that rabbits won't no. eat?
0: Um. Rabbits are—that's a difficult one. There are, in fact, a very good um, resource for this one is the RHS website in the UK, which will give you a long list of shrubs. But they're—they're they're hiding under the—not hiding. That's the wrong thing to say. But they're—they're they're, they're qualifying their advice by exactly the same thing that I would say, and that is, nothing is guaranteed when it comes to rabbits, nothing at all. And what you'll find. Is and I'm sorry to give them such a vague answer, but what they may eat, not eat in one garden, they may eat in another garden. So uh, I think the best course of advice is to have a look around the locality. If rabbits are a problem, see what's surviving, see what they're not eating. Like in terms of trees, you'd look at things like alder, birch, things like that. They tend to be hawthorn. They tend to stay away from them. Some of the dogwoods as well. But um, it, it's 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 it's. Um, It's not 100%. No no advice on rabbits really is 100%. The best thing to do, and I don't... if The the perimeter report probably isn't going to be practical, but the the most effective way, the only way you can say with any degree of certainty that you'll protect your plants from rabbits is with good rabbit-proof fencing around the boundary, but that means fencing that's going underground over a foot uh, or else they'll just laugh at you and burrow underneath. It. So <laughs> it's a, it's a bit of a problem. And they yeah. do;
1: they can do ferocious damage. There, they, they really can.
0: They really can. One tip I would give, though, is whichever you plant is lawn mowing. So if you, if you collect lawn mowings in in the the, the bucket on the back of your lawnmower. Um and just spread that around the trees, around the base of the trees after planting. They will stay away from that because that chokes them so they won't go near it.
1: Okay. yeah. And the one the hair, isn't it another one you hate. Isn't isn't the hair you, work? You, yeah.
0: Human hair. Human yeah. hair. It said, said to work. I've never tried it. I'd rather have the bunnies in my garden than, than human hair. I don't know what it is about it. I just don't fancy it.
1: It's like me with the snails and the slugs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. listen, have a great week and we'll chat again next uh, Wednesday, Peter. Look forward to it. Thanks Trish. for that. Bye bye. That is uh Peter Dowdle. Uh of the IrishGardener.com dot and we didn't get to all of the questions, but we'll hang on to them. And uh, we'll have Peter back with us uh, next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time.